Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. And we will make America great again. bullshit that I can get put in jail for six months for not having these band-aids on. That's crazy. Why is that? Um, because misogyny and America hates women and puritanism is great. Well, I guess uh, not being paid equally. A lot of women don't have the right to their reproductive organs. There was about seven M80s thrown into the crowd from the Antifa side. Do you condemn the throwing of fireworks at people? Well, the revolution isn't fucking easy. And from the corner of my eye, I saw like the, the this fist coming at me. He punched me like right on the bridge of my nose. They were like trying to crack my score, but on on the curb and on the rocks in the in the planter. I think the whole rush was basically unprovoked. I was actually on the sidelines. I was watching, taking pictures. You are fake news. Very fake Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show, terrific show, a terrifying show, frankly, <laughs> the hairiest. Did you do the armpit hair? I didn't. I didn't because this thing has sleeves. You wouldn't be able oh, to see it. <laughs> well, you can ask anyone. It's still the hairiest show. People often do. <laughs> this is... Moldy and the bike lock. <laughs> I am the bandit, and I am flanked on my right on this night only by my wonderful co-host. Co I gotta get this out of my mouth. Moldy locks. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Try to be serious and speak through this handkerchief. How do they do it? <laughs> you a bullhorn too. Anyway, truly a frightening night of scares in store for you on this <laughs> Halloween Sunday. Uh, we'll start by trying to be serious. I don't know if we're gonna be able to be. We'll try to be. Talk about the uh, two big stories this week, the development of this uh, this Uranium One scandal. We'll talk about that briefly, just a quick crash course on what's going on there, as well as the funding of that Russian dossier that leaked back in January. Remember Trump um, peed on or was <laughs> peed on by a bunch of prostitutes in a Moscow hotel suite? How can I forget? Well, who's behind it? We're going to find out. Or at least who's behind the uncovering of it. There was a segment on msnbc this week showcasing i didn't realize these were being built but prototype border walls currently yep. under construction 
And during the segment, there were illegal border crossings captured on tape. That's a pretty classic <laughs> news moment. Let's take a look at that. The, uh, the only player in baseball to kneel for the national anthem this season, Bruce Maxwell of the Oakland Athletics. I like baseball, and I didn't even know who that was. He's a guy who plays baseball, and he kneeled, much like the football guys do. He, uh, he claimed this week that he was racially profiled at a restaurant uh, by someone who said, I support Trump, and I hate you, and I won't serve you at this restaurant. Surprise, surprise, if the story sounds like bullshit, that's because it almost certainly is. Mr. Maxwell would respond, but the cherry on top is he got arrested on a weapons charge last night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the cop was very racist. I'm sure oh, yeah, that's, oh, yeah. that's why. Uh, <laughs> plus, I, I'm such a broken record. How many times in a week have we done hoax hate of the week? And how many, t- how many times in a row, I should say, have we done hoax of the week and how many times have i said okay uh, this this is running to the ground at this point it seems i, th- I think we're going to like six or seven weeks wow really it does feel like time. that i've got to say I, I made the sounder back in like <laughs> september and you know um, this new hoax hate that we're talking about today i had to actually refer to a previous host ha- hoax hate that i had tweeted about to make sure it wasn't the same incident <laughs> Well, and the reason I can't skip it this week, I can't let the bit die and it has to be a zombie <laughs> bit and return from the dead for Halloween is because if there's verified hoax hate, it's not just, do we think this right, is a hoax? Right. Seems like a hoax. What do you think? You talk about it, right? If it's verified and oddly enough, not just one, but two examples of black guys spray painting racist graffiti uh, have been unveiled or revealed this week. So imagine my the, shock. Yeah, a lot of a lot of anti-Semitic black guys. Apparently, it's a big problem that, that we're having. Uh, <laughs> this is so and itchy. of of course, what would Halloween be without frightful Halloween cringe? It is a surprise cringe double feature to close the show. Oh my so, god! We'll see if Moldy over here can handle it. <laughs> It's going to be a tough one. I think that one of these in particular is a strong contender. It's up there with Are some of the serious? classics. Yeah, I think I think it can compete with uh, like the standard is is the BuzzFeed period blood painting and yeah. the Lactatia stuff. By the way, someone on Twitter asked me if I was going to be Lactatia for this oh, Halloween show. That is just disturbing. <laughs> I find that offensive. How do you even pull that off? Yes, I'm know. I'm dressed as a sexualized Child. drag queen eight year old. Yeah, yeah. How do you pull that off? I bet Milo could. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, uh, we will, of course, take all your super chat. Not all, I should say. We will take super chat comments and questions in between topics. I say not all because it's five bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good lowdown money grabbers. Of course, we regret the policy, but we got to keep the Sunday show going. This is a show of integrity and seriousness, obviously. We're very committed to a high-quality product, and we have to keep it moving along. It will be all this and more on your favorite couple hours of listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing the show on iTunes. Thank you for keeping us float, helping us upgrade stuff on Patreon. Thank you for emailing us. That is beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. There's more of the show in the audio platforms. Find the links in the description, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you find your audio podcasts. You can find us, check us out, and take us on the go with you. Before we get into some... 
we'll say we'll save the serious stuff, this Uranium One stuff and this Russian dossier stuff for just a few minutes. Some clips of the week that I want to share that are just random funny clips, I think. But I mentioned this on Wednesday. If if you think that blonde looks extra crisp and clear and sounds extra good as moldy locks that's because she does oh yeah we finally got better internet yeah i'll give a shorter rundown on my internet than you did that one time <laughs> i was gonna say everyone loved my <laughs> my uh internet service provider stories over the summer, half the comments so. were just people pissing and moaning about it yeah. my sister was like he really talked about the internet for a long time <laughs> Um, but what was happening here, I had CenturyLink in my apartment complex. When they came to service my internet speed, they, my internet speed was so slow and they're like, this is just the max speed in your building and we're the only people that service your building. And so I thought that I was gonna have to move and I'm moving to Idaho anyway in the summer and so I'm like, I'm just gonna have to deal with this shit. So I didn't look into it that much. Then Wave dropped a notice in my mailbox and I immediately got them out and they accessed these like hidden fiber optics in this apartment. We had to go down to the apartment below us to find out where the smart box was. And long story short, I pay the same amount at Wave now and my internet speed is 500 times faster. Yeah. 500 times Yeah, faster. you are much faster than me and I was very proud. <laughs> but yeah. the point is, well, you know, we're very grateful to our patrons, people supporting the show who have made it possible for us to do these upgrades. Would have happened faster were it not for CenturyLink's outright yes. lies. Yep. Uh, I saw yeah. on Twitter, you were not kind to CenturyLink. Uh, I believe no. uh, this is a quote <laughs> from you. Comparing speeds and you said, eat donkey balls at CenturyLink. You want to explain? Oh, I mean, I was just so furious because, you know, I've done a lot of things on my channel from this apartment. I had an interview with Stefan Molyneux that went terribly because my my um, call, the call dropped out for probably four or five times. It's like, oh, I'm just talking to my hero right now. You know, no big deal, CenturyLink. So now I look back at all the work that I've done, like uploading overnight and having to deal with this shit. And it just infuriates me. Yeah. Uh, and then I tried to cancel CenturyLink and they wouldn't let me do it because um, they said they need to talk to my fiance. I'm like, he's unreachable. They're like, looks like you're getting charged for CenturyLink until- Did they agree to cancel yet? No, no. So he has to talk to them? Yeah. Is he going to make a special call from deployment? Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. They'll just keep Unreal. charging. I mean, I took the payment information off so they can't actually charge him, but I don't want a delinquency or anything like that to happen. Yeah, it's stupid. Anyway, CenturyLink, worthless. Don't use them if you can avoid it. And uh, point is, First off, excellent story. As someone who appreciates internet service provider stories, top tier, excellent oh, yeah. stuff. But uh, what we hope this means, obviously now that we're both upgraded as you are sweating from your wig, I guess, we hope this means you know less technical issues, constant, stable, high resolution, good sound, all that. We don't have to worry about yep. weird connection problems and stuff, at least on any kind of regular basis. So thank you to everyone supporting the show for helping us get this stuff together. Always has been, but will especially now be better connectivity than CNN. That is the standard, and I think we will maintain it. All right. There were a couple of clips this week that don't really fit anywhere into the show, but I wanted to play them and discuss them just because they, I think they merit discussion. The first one is, there was ABC, what is it, Nightline? They followed Ben Shapiro speaking at the University of Utah at the end of September. And they spoke to Ben Shapiro and they spoke to some of the protesters. And I think um, as far as like mainstream nightly news goes, I think this was pretty fair. Like it, it spoke to both sides and let people voice their opinions. So I appreciated that. There was a particularly revealing moment speaking to one of the leaders of the anti-Shapiro crowd the people trying not just to protest ben but to shut him down so check out this clip this is from 
ABC Nightline. Whether or not you agree with Shapiro, whether or not you think he's engaged in hate speech, there is little doubt that his speech is protected by the First Amendment. At just past 6 o'clock and with the protests heating up, Professor David Vergobi, who teaches a class on freedom of expression here, tells us that many college students today do not understand that speech is protected unless it directly incites violence. We find the leader of that group that has vowed to shut tonight's event down, who makes a startling admission. I don't think he should speak. But that doesn't really comport with the First Amendment. I don't care. You don't care? I don't care. Why not? I don't think that's a like relevant document right now. Now that is the smuggest face you ever did see that right there. So smug, you just want to pinch it (laughs) or punch it. I don't know. No, sorry. We don't don't joke about political violence on this show. We, well, clearly not, even though I'm in a costume. Oh no. Um, He looks like a lesbian. I know that that's not really relevant. Maybe it is relevant. Maybe the low T is relevant to the situation. But when I saw this before I heard him speak, I thought for sure that he was a lesbian. Well, someone pointed out to me, note the, I don't have the picture handy, but note the similarities between him and the fake chimney sweep. Like they look identical. They have the same weird moppy hair and the same glasses and the same everything, the same smug look. The spino look, yeah. (laughs) Here's why I think this is important though. And I think it's important to see stuff like that and uh, and recognize something more than just laughing at it. I was speaking (laughs) about this last week and it is important to laugh at it. God, this stupid mask thing. Um, The reason that we want to treat this seriously is because I think these people are starting to realize they don't have a constitutional argument. They they realize, well, hate speech isn't a thing. It's not an exception from the First Amendment. We don't have an argument as far as the law is structured in the United States. So we just need to go around that and say, I don't think the First Amendment should be a thing as it exists. Now, as people who are free speech defenders, what that means is we can't have simply a response that is, but it's protected under the First Amendment. You got to be more philosophically sound than that. We have to know why we defend free speech. We have to understand the philosophical basis for it. We have to understand uh, the concept of the marketplace of ideas. Their constitutional understanding is superficial. Why do I have to extend that to them? Because, well, if you want to defeat them in the marketplace of ideas, an argument right here that this person is going to be defeated with logic and reason. No, but I'm saying that person is putting is making a case publicly that needs to be countered publicly. Yeah. And and to that extent, we need to have a philosophical understanding of why we support free speech as opposed to just using the First Amendment as a crutch. Right. You got to you got to think about this as the marketplace of ideas. You got to talk to guys like him and say, look, if you don't like Shapiro's ideas, if you think they're so bad, how are we supposed to understand that they're bad? Mm -hmm. If we don't have that structure in place, we can't let the ideas compete and we can't see whose idea truly is bad. That's all I'm saying. This was the first time that I've heard um, somebody of this sort like say something so brazen. Like normally they try to dance around it. They're like, yes, it's constitutional. Hate speech isn't free speech. They'll say that. But I I don't think I've maybe ever really heard somebody say like, this is not a relevant document and I don't care if it's constitutionally protected. Yeah. Flabbergasting. The the point is, you know, all I'm trying to say is we should be prepared to defend free speech outside of just the First Amendment context. Defend free speech as a broad philosophical concept, not just a constitutional one. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Should we have to really? Hey, I don't want that guy in any near any sort of political power at all, ever. 
ever, ever, ever. Maybe he won't be. I don't know. I just want to be double, triple sure because I just, I mean, look again. I don't look look at that face. I don't want that face having any power. Over oh me. boy! Because <laughs> our show gets shut down in two seconds if he does have power. <laughs> yeah. Other thing this week, CNN got ripped rightfully for having no self awareness and um, putting this video on Twitter. Did you see this facts first video? I did not. Out? Oh, check this out. This came out on CNN's Twitter feed. This is an apple. Some people might try to tell you that it's a banana. I did see this. They might scream banana, banana, banana over and over and over again. They might put banana in all caps. You might even start to believe that this is a banana. But it's not. God. This is an apple. Facts first. CNN. <laughs> now, this is very unfair, of course, to Gwen Stefani. Gwen Stefani will tell you it's a banana all day. This oh, sec yeah. and second off, second off, uh, it's of course it lends itself to parody, obviously. So yeah. I was linked a couple of fine parodies of this CNN piece. Think about it in the context of gender, for example. Is an apple. Some people might try to tell you that it's a banana. <laughs> they might scream banana, banana, banana over and over and over again, but it's not. This is an apple. This is fake news. And then this one. Some people may try to tell you that it's news. They might scream news, news, news over and over and over again, but it's not. This is fake news. All right. Well done, Internet. Thank you for those parodies. Uh, and now we can get into the serious stuff unless you want to take a break. It's so annoying. That's the gaslighting from them. They're just <laughs> saying exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. just creepy propaganda when you watch that? I got creeped out. Yeah. Well, well, and it's like, yeah, why don't you put Chris Cuomo on the air and tell me about how Antifa is the same as D-Day soldiers again? Why don't yeah. you tell me some crap like yeah. that? I mean, we're all guilty of what they're describing to some extent. I don't think that anybody's immune to the phenomenon they're describing. But to imply that they are facts first and they're never the ones <laughs> who will tell you that an apple is a banana. I'll give you a list of examples if you'd like. Yeah, exactly. Um, we should take a little super chat break and then okay. we can uh, act like we know what we're talking about with Uranium One. Uh, Mr. Trentis, um, Trent Niss just gave us a big donation with no note. Thank you very well, much, you. sir. Richard Pierce said, Matt, do you think the Buffalo Bills are legit this year? Love your show. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, I do know that Richard himself is a Buffalo Bills guy. I, um, I'll um, i minimize the football talk as much as I can. I just don't follow the AFC that closely, so I haven't watched Bills games. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the division's weak. I think even the Patriots are somewhat vulnerable, so we'll see. I wish I could give you a better opinion. Maybe it'll be a Vikings-Bills Super Bowl, and one of the teams that are the worst Super Bowl teams of all time will finally get a win. That'd be nice. Oh, so bored. Um, all right. Thank you for that, though, Richard Pierce. And Jachi Marshall said, no need to panic, you too. I made it to the live stream. We were pretty worried. Definitely. Worried. Thank you for tuning out. Jachi Marshall tuning out. Again. Tuning in. Tuning out. <laughs> don't tune out. No, no, don't. Turn out. Uh, Jachi yeah. Marshall again said, it's worse than I thought. Antifa has taken over Beauty and the Beta. The end is not. <laughs> yep, they have. Thank you for that. A yeah. uh, friend of the show, Stan, said, Blonde is making moldy locks hot again. Yeah, we actually talked about this a few weeks ago on the show, but if you guys can dig it up. I saw this like a progression of moldy locks through feminism, and she used to be the sweetest little blonde girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
So it's a real bummer that she turned into, you know. I don't think it was quite as bad as, uh, what's her face? Um, Chubby Cabra, whatever her. Yeah, her, it was her, a real fox before. Her transition was really brutal. Moldy yeah. Locks is. Because Moldy Locks still has hair, even though it's disgusting. It's disgusting. <laughs> hair. She, she has, has a lot of hair. There yeah. are some websites where you can see all of the hair. Oh, oh my. Oh, boy. Yeah. All right, moving on. Kristoff uh, <laughs> said, enough misconstruing the dossier. Trump allegedly solicited prostitutes to urinate on effigies of the Obamas. Way more paced. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I don't want to mischaracterize it. Yeah, really. Uh, Spencer Vett said, damn you, blonde, you're the first woman to make cow nose rings look good. Have you two <laughs> to learn more about Catalonia to comment yet? Pineapple pizza, number one. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're not going to talk about it tonight, but maybe next week. I've been following it. I am not going to, I mean, I said it before, you, you don't want my Catalonia opinion. <laughs> I am not your Catalonia source. It's not because I don't care. I just, it's not something that I follow closely. And for, I'd be, I'd be tricking you if I, if I tried to tell you that I have some. We never trick you guys, except for what we're about to do. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Mr. Ribby, 88. Ooh, that's kind of gross, right? Mr. Ribby. Great I mean, it costumes, depends how you take guys. It. Happy Halloween's go Astros. Thank you very much. I need to make more use of this bike, bike lock since I spent like 20 bucks on it. <laughs> I know. And then I bought a bandana that I'm not going to use at all. Yeah. Yeah. Put it. Around with, uh, what am I whatever. supposed to do? Like, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Um. Then we have Jay Fry said Unabomber and Jeff Holiday. Jeff Holiday. I expect you better. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> Uh, um, David Taco, mainstream media feminazis sure are working hard to demonize all men and preach against toxic masculinity. Seems their end goal and desire is to castrate all men. Yes, and I have a video coming out right after this, and it uh, strong about male femin feminists, and it strongly ties into that. So check that out. See that shameless plug that I just did after getting a donation? I'm getting really good at this. I think you can plug your stuff on your own show. I don't think that really counts as know. anything bad. That felt kind of gross. I'm still going to do it, though. I wouldn't do it on someone else's show. but I definitely yeah. would, for sure. <laughs> tomato, tomato. Uh, Dang Fee 78 said, here's five bucks, you greedy, privileged bastards. We really are. We really <laughs> Thank are. Thank you. Uh, Kingsley Obraqua, you know what, Matt? Fuck you and fuck the police. I proudly push Mongo. I'll tray flip. No, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your donation, but don't do that crap. <laughs> Thank you for donation. Fuck off. <laughs> I just, no. I hope you hit a rock. <laughs> Lord. Uh, Redicus <laughs> said, is that Smugly Puff's gay cousin? Either way, get the catapult. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, Remember Smugly Puff? Oh, yeah. That I was, at, yeah, like she was at the original, like that was like the original Jordan Peterson event. And she was talking to Lauren Southern, I think. That's a while yeah. back. Yeah. Gosh, that was. It feels like years and years ago, but it was probably like last summer, wasn't it? Yeah. Sometime 2016. Um, Malcolm from the North said, the guy leading the anti-Shapiro protest looked like the kind of kid I'd give a cookie to and tell him to leave the room while the adults talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wesley Paul with a big donation. Thank you very much. You guys are freaking awesome. This show really is the best show on YouTube. It's so nice of you to well, lie to you. us like that. That's, yeah. <laughs> so nice. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you which shows are better, but they're definitely ours on. Um, and Carlos Pino, which is the last one we're doing right now. Fantastic Unabomber sketch cosplay there, man. <laughs> well, this was the thing is like, uh, we definitely knew that we wanted you to be moldy locks, but then the question is like, well, what am I going to do? Am I going to be here? Like lame ass boyfriend? I wouldn't really be recognizable. <laughs> and then I was like, well, what recognizable Antifa guy is there? There aren't really, cause they all wear the same thing. I can try to be bike lock guy. And that's like the most unique of them. It, 
basically I, we wanted a costume or costumes that kind of went together. Like if I was just going to be right. M&M or something, I don't know that it makes sense if I'm just, yeah. so we figured that you'd carry the costume weight and I'd just throw something. I mean, you look basically. like an Antifa guy. So yeah, that's, that's what we're aimed. I, I did go on Amazon. I searched the internet far and wide for like a genuine Antifa communist, yeah. or either an anarcho communist scarf or just one with like a hammer and sickle. Couldn't find one that I believed would ship reliably to get here. So I tried. I really wanted the commie bandana at least, but couldn't happen. Oh, my. Well, okay. I guess we should talk about Uranium One. And I yes. want to preface this by saying that the reason that I have not been following this story very closely is because I learned about it in 2015 um, with Clinton Cash. And I'd you know already gone through the outrage of this, and I really felt like people didn't care. And I keep, like, during campaign season, so many things happened where we were like, this has got to be the end of the Clintons. This has to be the end of the, this is totally the end of the Clintons. And I just can't anymore. I just can't. I can't do it until we know more. I can't do it until, like, this, this FBI whistleblower comes out and tells us what he knows. But we also felt obligated to talk about these things because this is a, a giant story. So for those of you that have been following it, we're just going to give, like, a brief rundown yeah. of what happened. Um just talk about it like a little bit. Uh, and then we will cover this in subsequent segments after we hear from the FBI whistleblower when we know more. Yeah. And I think the common element that it has with the dossier that I'll break down in just a minute is whether or not there's anything substantiated in either of these. We'll, we'll, we'll sort of find out as time goes on. I don't, I only care only insofar as I don't want to hear any more crap about Russian collusion exactly. with, I'm not saying there's, We'll let Manafort's, uh, not Manafort, uh, Mueller's investigation proceed, whatever the findings are, whatever the findings are. I'm not exonerating Trump or anyone else in this. All I'm saying is there's plenty of evidence to suggest that there's Russian collusion to go around right. if you want to have the circumstantial uh, basis for doing that. Okay, so basically the rundown is Rosatom, which is a Russian nuclear energy agency, they acquired a controlling stake in this Canadian company, Uranium One, incrementally over the course of Hillary's tenure as Secretary of State. So eventually they owned 20% um, of the mining licenses for all U.S. uranium. So they, they acquired the company gradually, I think probably so that people wouldn't know, but the agreement was actually approved by the Obama administration. So that's what people are going to say when they're defending the Clintons. They're going to say like, this is an Obama era mistake. It had nothing to do with the Clintons. But during this period, while it was being incrementally uh, acquired, um, nine foreign investors involved in this deal gave $145 million to the Clinton Foundation. Hmm. $145 million. Well, that's very generous of them. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, so very we knew this philanthropic, because, yeah. What'd you say? Very philanthropic. Is yeah, right. Just keep going. Sorry. We knew this already because this broke in the book Clinton Cash. Um, so I'm sure that none of this is a surprise to conservatives. I just remember being so outraged by this. Nobody seemed to care. Uh, the New York Times then confirmed the story with uh, this this giant front page story. It won a Pulitzer Prize, I, I think, actually, in 2015. And it just detailed how Rosatom had taken over um, Uranium One and how they had used three separate purchases between 2009 and 2013. And this almost completely coincided with Hillary Clinton's uh, tenure as Secretary of State, which is suspicious in and of itself. So that paired with $145 million, it it really looks like a pay-for-play type thing. Um, Hannity and Tucker Carlson have been doing a great job covering this this week. Uh, there is an FBI informant 
the gag order has just been lifted and we're going to hear what he has to say about this. So I hope that it is really earth shattering and that people go to prison for this. But my, my expectations and my hopes are just not very high. I mean, the Clintons, they're like a greasy watermelon. They, you can't, you can't latch onto them. You can't catch them. They wiggle their way. I've never heard that metaphor before, but that's really, yeah, I like that. I mean, what do you, do you think anything's going to happen? They can just get away with anything. The rules, they they don't. No, uh, no. If I'm going to go by the history of, if I'm, if I'm going to follow the track record here, no, I don't expect, but I'm not a great legal mind. I'm not the guy who's going to sit here and tell you, oh yeah, I fully expect charges to be filed on the basis of X, Y, and Z. All I'm saying is if history repeats itself, I don't, I don't think that we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just seems so when you just review basic elements of this case, you're like, wow, that is incredibly incriminating. But then when I was doing research about this today, I was reading like WashPo and like, or, you know, like Huff or HuffPo and um, the Washington Post and, and a bunch of other articles. And Snopes actually said that this was false, that this is all a conservative conspiracy. Well, I, I think objectively what you're talking about, tell me if you agree or disagree, because you know more about this than I do. Objectively, what you're talking about is circumstantial shadiness involving Russians and political influence. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, that, and that's kind of what I want to get out of these things is, you know, maybe there's some, maybe there's, there's some smoke, maybe there's fire. We'll find out if it's investigated. I know there's talk about getting a congressional investigation going on for this sort of thing. Point is, I'm just tired of Russian collusion being yeah, a one-sided so, narrative. It's so brazen accusing your opponent of exactly what you're guilty of. It's yeah, like, exactly. wouldn't you just that's leave it alone, annoying. you know, just, but they actually used it as a way to um, further their own narrative. It's It just seems really risky to me. Like they just felt so confident that nothing was going to ever happen to them. Hmm. Well, there's a similar confidence in the way the dossier stuff is working out. Are you, are you comfortable transitioning to that? Or Yeah, yeah. Okay. So as I said in the intro, we had the dossier. I know you and I broke it down in January when BuzzFeed published it. it God, just, was that January? Yeah, it was just before Trump became president. So uh, there was all kind. There were all kinds of allegations in this dossier. The the salacious stuff, the funny stuff, was like this pee party that he had. Uh, I, I, I haven't read it since January. I can't remember who peed on whom or why, but people I think peed the hookers on, peed on him. Yeah, and they wanted to like desecrate the bed because the Obamas stayed there or some That's something right. weird like that. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand. I mean, you pee in the bed before they get there, not after. I don't I understand the reasoning at all. <laughs> but. Uh, but the, but it's not uh, there. Oh, there's a whole bunch of stuff in this dossier. People, like Trump met with these people, or Trump associates met with these people. Some of it's been confirmed. It's not all total bullshit. It's just there's plenty of bullshit in it. <laughs> it's, see, the question has has since been who's behind it, who paid for this, who who. Oh, created... gee, well, who could so it that, be? that's what gets interesting this week. So the Washington Post uh, puts out this report. And this report says uh, Clinton campaign DNC paid for research that led to the Russia dossier. So because all of this stuff is kind of complex, because I, it's fuzzy in my mind, because this is we're talking about January when it was made public. I went through and, and uh, looked at a timeline of this. I'm going to try to be quick here, but I think understanding who's involved is key and the timeline of events is, is key. So way back in October 2015. Uh, the Washington Free Beacon, which is kind of a conservative 
online. I don't know if they're just online, but I've, I see their stuff online from time to time. Washington Free Beacon in, uh, hires Fusion GPS, Fusion GPS, this research firm to investigate Trump and just general opposition research as far as the campaign is concerned. Remember, this is October 2015, way before even the Iowa primaries, way before anyone's cast a single vote. Let's get some dirt on Trump. They hire Fusion GPS to do that. They continue doing this research. In March of 2016, Fusion GPS, this research firm, is, appro- is approached by Perkins Coie. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Sorry if I'm not. Perkins Coie, which is uh, the law firm for the Clinton campaign and the DNC. And Fusion says, hey, we've been working on Trump opposition research. Uh, and, and we started this a while back. Uh, and, and, um, and in April 2016... Perkins Cooey says, ooh, Trump opposition research, you say. I would like some of that. Here is some money from the Clinton campaign and the DNC. We are now hiring you, Fusion GPS. Uh, and this is done by Mark Elias. Elias? Uh, he is a Perkins Cooey partner. Is it Elias or Elias, do you know? Probably Elias. <clears throat> anyway, he is general counsel for both Hillary's campaign and the DNC. So Hillary's lawyer guy, the DNC's lawyer guy, hires on this research firm to do Trump opposition research. And, and that is back in April, 2016. They paid him in April, 2016, 150, they paid uh, Perkins Cooey, uh, $150,000 for legal service services in April, 2016. So do all political candidates do this? Well, that's what's interesting is there's not necessarily so far, there's not necessarily evidence of anything that's anything that's necessarily inappropriate. It's just but do they opposi- always hire a third party to do campaign or opposition? I don't, research? I don't know how this generally works, but there's nothing necessarily suspect about the opposition research or contracting that out okay. necessarily. So it's not like that itself is damning. Um, anyway, so they pay them 150 grand. The DNC pays Perkins Cooey $107,000. Um, and then around the same time, May 2016, the Washington Free Beacon, they end their contract with Fusion. So spring of 2016, the Washington Free Beacon, who first approached Fusion GPS to start doing this research, is now out. Now it's being, uh, now it's being funded by the Clinton campaign and the DNC as of May 2016. June 2016, Fusion, doing this research, hires British intel officer Christopher Steele and his London firm, Orbis Business Intelligence, to investigate Trump's ties to Russia. Steele worked for Fusion from June through November. Now, the reason that I bring in the Washington Free Beacon and the timeline, how it, how it relates to the way that, um, the timeline that Hillary and the DNC hired here, is the Washington Free Beacon was out right around the time that Steele came in, this British intel officer that they hired to go to Russia and to talk to people to get dirt on Trump. Because... There's, there's a lot of political gamesmanship around this. They're saying, well, it was all the research was actually started by some conservative website. That's sort of true, but they also bailed before Steele, the guy who wrote the dossier, was hired. Mm-hmm. Like, they were out. So it's not like they weren't involved, but the timeline doesn't necessarily support the idea that they were behind the Steele dossier itself, right. just, the, just general Trump opposition research. Okay. June 2016, June 20th last year, he writes, uh, Steele does, this British intel officer. He writes the first memo on the dossier. Uh, You know, it says all the crazy stuff like Trump went wild with prostitutes in Moscow in his visit uh, in 2013. And the Kremlin was blackmailing him with the evidence of this that they have. It also alleges general Trump-Russia political collusion. Mm -hmm. 
in July, Steele gives his research to an FBI contact. These do- the documents that he gave to the FBI um, made their way to the FBI counterintelligence chief, Paul Strock. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, two weeks later. Later in July, the FBI opens an investigation into possible collusion between Trump and the Russian government. Uh, then in September, there is the, the FISA court uh, issues a surveillance warrant uh, for surveillance of Carter Page, Trump's campaign advisor. So a lot of this Russian collusion investigation stuff really originates with this research from, from uh, Mr. Steele. Um, go all the way to December here. Steele writes the final, member, uh, final memo of the dossier. He alleges Russian hacking of the DNC's email systems, all that stuff. Uh, This gets all the way to Comey. Comey takes former FBI director James Comey. Comey briefs Trump on the dossier's allegations January 6th, so president-elect Trump. And then January 10th, BuzzFeed publishes the whole thing. All the while, sorry to go this far, but I just want to be clear about who the order of events here and who kind of started what and who's paying whom. All the while, it's unclear to the public who actually financed this dossier. Mm -hmm. We know that we have it from BuzzFeed. We don't know who who did it. September 18th of this year, Podesta and Debbie Wasserman Schultz tell the Senate Intel Committee in private meetings uh, that they were unaware who paid for the dossier. Podesta at the time was sitting next to this lawyer, Mark Elias, Elias, whatever. He's sitting next to the guy who paid for it, saying he doesn't know who paid for it. Now, he might not have. It's it's possible that he might oh, not have. We, we can't on. prove that he did, but it's circumstantially damaged. Yeah, I'm sure he didn't know. And then this report comes out on October 24th, 20, uh, 24th from the uh, Washington Post. Perkins Cooey reveals itself as Fusion's dossier client, and the Washington Post reports Elias's involvement. That's a lot to take in, so I'm sorry if that's too much information too quickly. Here are the questions that come out of this. It's things to think about that come out of this. One of the allegations, did Christopher Steele, the intel officer guy, did he actually pay the Russian officials with whom he spoke to get this intel about prostitutes peeing and other meetings and things? How did else he, would he get in? Did he pay them? That's alleged, but it's not proven. That's interesting if he did. Um, the allegations that Podesta and Debbie Wasserman Schultz lied, that's circumstantial. We can't prove that they knew. They deny knowing. But it's also circumstantially damning that you're literally sitting next to the guy who paid them, as you're saying that. Uh, was Obama involved? It's now reported that Obama for America gave $872,000 to Perkins Coie starting at the same time Perkins Coie hired Fusion GPS April 2016. Again, circumstantial. Oh my God. But noteworthy. You can convict somebody for murder based on a bunch of circumstantial evidence. <laughs> it's not like circumstantial evidence is nothing. Well, but that, so here's the problem. None of this is necessarily illegal for these reasons that we've articulated. I'll explain some of that in just a moment here. Almost finished for people yeah, who find this. Yeah, built a case. That's the thing. Yeah. For people who find this insufferably boring. Don't worry, we're almost done. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of that question, is there a legal violation? Well, apparently the top case for that is offered by uh, Jonathan Turley, who is a constitutional law professor at, uh, at George Washington University. It doesn't necessarily have to do with who paid whom and who spoke with whom. It's about how you report these things to the Federal Election Commission, how you report campaign finance. And apparently there's some people who think there's a case to be made there. Here's his explanation. The allegation over the dossier does involve a potential violation of federal law. 
The Federal Election Commission Act requires campaigns to state a purpose for any money spent over about $200 ah. um, to, to, to sort of have an item description for each of those amounts. There isn't an item description for this law firm for the amount of money that is being alleged to be given to this research firm. Well, maybe there it wasn't paid for through the direct campaign funds. Wait, 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 maybe wait. it came from an outside donor. What? Is he talking about the 872000 from Obama? No. Oh, okay. He's, uh, no, I don't believe so. He's talking about the money that went from Mark Ilias, the mm -hmm. lawyer for Clinton, uh, the Clinton campaign and the DNC, to Fusion GPS. Oh, gotcha. L sorry. Yeah. Uh, that's possible, right? Right. A lot of money went to this law firm. One of these public interest groups has filed a complaint uh, with the Fle Federal Election Commission saying, we think if these news reports are accurate that the Clinton campaign violated federal law. So maybe there's kind of a nuanced case to be made there. I'll reiterate what I said at the start. I, until there are charges filed, I don't necessarily care about this because Hillary's not the president. All I care about is there's at least as much smoke here. Literally, the accusation is, and a lot of this is substantiated, they paid a guy to go to Russia and get dirt on Trump for political purposes. Like, they used Russian-provided information to influence the election. That's substantiated. That's not tinfoil yeah, hattery. Yeah. All That's the while accusing Trump of the same thing. Lest right. I remind all of you our treatment of, not our treatment, but we were skeptical of him, of Donald Trump Jr. We criticized him heavily on this show for taking that meeting with the Russian attorney. And, um, you know, the, the hypocrisy, it's just glaring. Yeah. I, I don't know if there's anything criminal here or not. All I know is if you are pissed about the Trump team smoke with russia you need to be pissed about this yeah that's that's it that's that's let really me ask you a question do you think that the mainstream media is going to continue to uh you know be forceful with this russian narrative like they have been well i don't know it's going to be a that's a great transition because it's going to get super interesting very quickly because the last piece of russia stuff here is that uh, you'll recall there's there's uh, special investigator, uh, what's his face, Robert Mueller. He's doing his investigation into Russian meddling in the 2016 election. CNN, they you know when they're not too busy talking about apples or whatever. Uh, oh dang it, did the page? Here we go. Let's try to get the page to reload. Anyway, while we wait for that, CNN is uh, reporting that charges have indeed the first charges have indeed been filed. Uh, per Robert Mueller's investigation into Russian meddling. So they're sealed per an order from a federal judge. We don't know who is charged. We don't know what it's for, but there are pending charges. They could come out as early as tomorrow. The speculation is that uh, it'll be stupid internet. Just when I brag about how advanced our technology is, it doesn't even work. <laughs> what? It's on your end, right? Yeah, yeah, it oh, is. I was just trying to get you. this page to share uh, this, 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 um, Oh, shut up. This, uh, this <laughs> CNN exclusive. I got to give them credit. Best first show on, on YouTube right First here. on CNN charges filed in Mueller investigation. <gasps> so the speculation is Paul Manafort, if you're a betting person, if, there's probably a way to bet on this in Vegas. That might be fun. Paul Manafort <laughs> is the leading, the, the, uh, the, the most likely to be charged, it seems. Uh, former National Security Advisor General Michael Flynn is thought to be potential uh, subject of this. 
former campaign advisor Carter Page, possibly Robert uh, Roger Stone, possibly Jared Kushner, possibly uh, Don Jr., long shot for even the president himself. But here's the interesting part. Tucker was talking about this this week. He says he has a source, believe him or not. You just kind of got to take his word for it or not. His source says that Paul Manafort is indeed heavily implicated in this investigation, but not for associations with Trump, for associations with the Podesta group. This um, this lobbying and public affairs firm headed up by John's brother, Tony. So Tucker's source says Manafort um, is, is likely to be facing some charges here, or at least we'll find out. But it's not because of Trump-Russia collusion. It's because of Podesta-Russia <laughs> collusion and meddling in, in the election. So oh it's going to get really interesting really soon here. Could be as soon as the morning. Could be as soon as 12 hours from now. We'll see. I'm not holding my breath. I'm just not hopeful that anybody's going to get what they deserve anymore. Hmm. I mean, uh, I have that's no faith I, in any of our institutions or our justice system. I mean, it, it's going to get real weird if this comes out. And again, it might come out. Maybe it comes out that Manafort's implicated for Trump associated reasons. It's going to get real weird if it comes out and it's for more Hillary associated reasons. Things are going to get really crazy and really bizarre. I'm kind of excited to see it play out. I know. I know. It's been a wild news week, right? Yeah. All right. That's the end of the boring crap and trying to be serious. Now we don't have to be serious anymore. Yeah, really. Um, I guess we should do a little super chat break. Let's see. Let me reload this really quick. Sorry, guys. All right. Who was the last one? We didn't get the, we're the faggots. We didn't get that one yet. Oh yeah. We have to find out who is it? <laughs> Uh, Elmer Fudd gave us some monies. No note. Thank you very much. Um, Teresa Scott, 10 bucks from probably your only conservative trans supporter in honor of several tweet storm rants. I wrote today, the added, uh, that added about 250 new Twitter followers and counting Jeez. at Teresa S one seven. Congratulations. It must've been a hell of a, uh, hell of a spiel. (laughs) I do like Twitter rants. I think we've got a few, um, conservative trans subs. I get emails every once in a while. Uh, yeah. Every once in a while I might get one. Um, then Robert Kramer, love the show. Not sure about the costumes. Otherwise, keep it up. I know. I am <laughs> well, they're not coming really back next uncomfortable week. <laughs> right now. I, I just hate this. And the, the worst part of all of this, the piercing and everything, is having brown hair. That's what I hate the most about all of this. Um, Mosin Roth said, Blondie, I love your cultural appropriation of moldy locks. Matt, your Antifa bike lock was nice. But without the lock visible, you look lor- look like MK Ultra Unabomber. <laughs> All right, so I'll just hold it up. I'll hold it up the whole time. It doesn't even stand out that well because everything I have on me is black, so it just kind of blends in. Uh, I wonder, I could, maybe I could wear it as a necklace. It's probably a little too small, Yeah. too narrow. <laughs> uh, Gabriel Lopez said, Becca is a faggot. So I guess uh-huh. I am the resident faggot this week. Gotcha. My first time, I'm, I'm, I'm proud. Thank you. Thank you, Gabriel. Uh, David Harris said, Jay Fry pulled my Yarmulk. What? Confirmed. What? It's confirmed. It's real news. Okay. Whatever, you guys. Yeah. Uh, David Jones, I see Matt is dressed like Antifa. Does this mean he's also wearing girls' underwear? Uh, Confirmed. That's my own own choice. True news. True news. I I mean, I go all out for the costume. Yeah. I I, I don't skimp on the bit. I believe you. (laughs) Um... Let's see. Spencer Vett said, it's a good thing you guys don't go for four hours. My doctor doesn't work Sundays. Are you only supposed to call your doctor when you, when erect from Viagra? You guys make me say the worst. <laughs> the worst That's funny. Um, it was a compliment. Yeah, yeah. I, I just yeah. had to say, 
erect. Although now that I'm thinking about it, I did say that a few times in my video today because I was reading about Weinstein and Toback's sexual assault. Yeah, I said a lot of disgusting things. That what made. did um, I think on his show Shapiro said ready for full flight or something he used he, he wouldn't say the word erect he was just like they were they were uh let's just say they were in full flight mode i think oh, that's, that's, that's the way that he put it <laughs> um blake mcdowell said no mongo pushing no fruit booting and not damn scooter kids yeah a hundred percent blake yeah. and i used to fight the scooters back in the day talking like 10 15 years ago Oh, is that Yamaka? Everybody's saying that that was Yamaka. Was it Yamaka? Uh, yeah. So you, J Fry pulled my Yamaka was the accusation. Yeah, but it was spelled in a way that made it unrecognizable for me. Eh. But everybody's saying I should know. I hate it when you guys do this when you super chat me stuff and they're like, "You didn't know that." I don't know. <laughs> um, Stan, friend of the show, said the shoulders in fishnets very distracting. Yeah, I've got some some shoulder porn going on. Oh yeah, look at that. <laughs> uh blippity blue said my weekly five dollars this show has become my sunday night ritual fuck the walking dead love you guys well, thank you thank you very much um let's see Redicus, are we sure the dossier isn't about bubba clinton i mean he did get money from russians and i see him as a golden shower kind of guy <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah maybe i don't know maybe uh the real vladimir putin said da 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 wonderful job on spreading the word straight from the kremlin here's your payment i'll see you next or you <laughs> thanks thank you from vladimir putin everyone colludes yeah yep, i mean if everyone colludes no one colludes and that seems like what is the standard here uh steven suarez said blonde what are the keywords to find in order that wig bob marley i actually typed in dirty hippie i think <laughs> filthy disgusting hippie wig yeah um, Brian Gaston, a big donation. Thank you very much. The lesbian in that clip has clearly never read the Constitution. The best retort to that smug tween would have been if the First Amendment was relevant, uh, was irrelevant rather, you wouldn't have the right to protest here. Yeah. Me. That's a good argument. But not if Probably not if she and her the rest of her mop heads are in power, though. Yeah. Just then it's just a question of who wields the power. Yep. Who yep. has the iron throne? Big Red Doggy says, here's five bucks to help Matt pay for the lock. Also, Blonde, you need a wine bottle to bash the fash to complete the costume. I, Skag did tell me that. He did tell me that. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I said guys. that on like Sorry Friday night when I was cutting up, when I was doing the show intro, I said, you know, I remember Moldy Locks had a wine bottle. You should find an empty wine bottle. I don't need more props for this costume. <laughs> God. Um, Eric Gray gave us a donation with no note. Thank you very much. Or ruser or not said, appreciate you doing the timeline. Hard for most of us to keep track of all this crap. Also, please, Matt, unmute me on Twitter. Was just a misunderstanding many, many months ago. Quantum Potato, he said his name is. Uh, sh sure, send me an email. We can take care of it. And Dangerous Spaces says, I'm shocked that a student who cosplays as Rachel Maddow <laughs> doesn't like the idea of free speech. And maybe they identify as a lesbian, you bigots. And we're good <laughs> for right now. I know a few came in um, since then, but... All right, set this down so it doesn't make a noise. My mighty, mighty bike lock. It's actually heavy, so I have to be careful when I move it. <laughs> okay, and the rest of the show is just a bunch of weird, weird stuff. Weird stuff. So there's not much to this, uh, to this clip, but this is, uh, as I teased at the top of the show, a lot of people have seen it, I'm sure, but they were, MSNBC sent a news crew down to San Diego, near San Diego on the border, where they're testing these prototypes, these prototype walls, which... Um, which I was unaware were being produced, but here are the facts on the prototype walls if you're interested. There are six construction companies currently being paid $20 million by Customs and Border Protection to 
build these prototypes. You'll recall Congress, of course, has not appropriated funds to build the wall. These are just, uh, these are test walls. These are like, I don't know, build them and see if you can climb them. See what happens <laughs> sort of thing. So there are eight of these prototypes, each 30 feet high, four Damn. are made of concrete, four are made of steel concrete combinations. One, although there's no footage of this that I saw, maybe there's a, one still shot in there. One even has spikes on the top. I vote for that one. Spikes, you don't skim. The one with spikes, yeah. Spikes and the catapult and all Well, and I mean, 30 feet, what are you going to do? How, uh, yeah, well, if you climb all, all the way to the top and you get impaled, that's... Hilarious for everybody. I don't know what to say. You almost made it, but then you got impaled. Dang no. it. Oh, well. Jeez. <laughs> well, I think we've joked a million times. What you want is like moats and alligators and a whole... You want it to be such an obstacle course that anyone who actually makes it gets honorary citizenship just for completing the gladiator-style obstacle course. <laughs> That's what you want. <laughs> no. No so, deal. Not good enough. No. You can be on our Olympic team and that's it, but no, you don't get citizenship. You can be on our Olympic team? No way. <laughs> For what sport? I mean, what? Obstacle course running. Yeah. yeah. Gymnastics, maybe. I don't know. All right. So <laughs> this, this is uh, MSNBC going down to the border wall. And again, as they're describing these prototype walls, an interesting thing happens. These to San Diego between the two existing border fences, mock-ups of President Trump's proposed border walls are coming together. What are we looking at? There are a total of eight prototypes, four of which are constructed out of concrete and then four that are constructed out of alternate material. These are pretty tall. They are 18 to 30 feet tall. That at a oh, time when this, apprehensions along the, the border one. are already on track to be as low as ever without Trump's wall. Will this lower the numbers even further? It's hard to gauge. There's always going to be some form of crime or in this case, illegal migration. Can we do our job better? Absolutely. And I think that these walls are going to contribute towards that. So what happens now? Does the president come out here and literally say, OK, I like that one? We're going to test it for breachability, for the subterranean aspect. Can we dig under it? Can we cut through it? Can we scale over it? What happened? The people are crossing. Almost on cue, a group of asylum seekers, migrants not from Mexico, jumped over the existing fence to turn themselves in to border agents on horseback. It's like a small group of three people just jumped over in the middle of the day. Girl there with a pink backpack. Can you explain to me what's going on? This is a reality of everyday border enforcement. Well, the United States is still the draw, the ultimate draw. We made our way to the Mexican side of the border, and this is the primary fence, the thing that Donald Trump doesn't think is big enough to keep people out of the United States. And this is the spot where earlier we saw those folks jump over the wall and into the U.S. What do you guys think? It's a high wall. Do you think people are still going to try to cross? Life finds a way as, um, oh, gosh, really? what's his name? Jurassic Park guy. I'm skipping. I'm losing his name right now. Anyway, uh, Goldblum, Jeff Goldblum, late oh, Jeff Goldblum God. reference there. So, so here, here's, uh, well, a few things about this. Notice how they say asylum seekers, asylum seekers turned themselves in. I'm not exactly sure what they mean by that. People not from Mexico who are asylum seekers. Well, if you're an asylum seeker, there's still a process for doing that. And it's not just jumping over a fence. There's still a process for getting legal asylum in the United States. So I'm not sure what precisely they mean when they're saying that. It's still clearly an example of illegal, illegal crossing of a border. Second thing that's interesting about this uh, I think people all the time, we debate the efficacy of the wall. Is the wall going to work? Is it actually going to be effective? I think, yeah. and I think, to be honest, I think there's 
definitely a fair debate on that, especially in the cost to effectiveness analysis. Who's saying that a wall is going to be ineffective? It is a well, tried and true strategy for keeping out invaders. Everybody's done it for centuries. I, who's saying I, it's not going to work? Th I think what a lot of people would say is that it is the testing will prove either you could scale it or you could dig under it. The argument they would make is not just that you could get over it, but that it is passable and for its high cost, it is therefore ineffective. Like we could use the money to have more effective means of border security than the wall is probably the argument that they would make. Yep. But I don't think anybody re can reasonably look at this existing fence and say, yeah, that's, yeah, that's good enough. I mean, yeah, it's, it's like a ramp like up hop, to it. Just hop over it. Yeah. <laughs> so when you hear, um, remember when, uh, what's her face? Um, I'm who's, who's the young Turks lady. Who's so much better than us. We're all, we're all garbage. Anna, uh, Anna Kasparian. Yeah. Remember when she was debating Ann Coulter at Politicon this summer and saying, there already is a wall. There's already, a, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's this no, crappy there's a fence. fence. I don't think that's the same thing. Right. A 30 foot wall. No one's getting over that. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I think there's plenty of, um, plenty of debate about what the, whether this is a good use of money or not. There's plenty of awesome, uh, honest debates to be had here. I just, I want to hear anybody make the case to me that what we observed there is that's, that's a good status quo. We yeah. can just leave that be. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I guess we should take some more super chats. People are ripping on me really hard. Google Yamaka and tell me if you've ever seen it in spelling. It was unrecognizable to me. Oh, yeah. Yarmulkui. Yeah. Yarmulk. I don't know that I've ever seen the word yarmulke in writing. It actually thought, the way I spelled it, it thought I meant Yakima, Washington. You're <laughs> <laughs> ripping on me really hard. You didn't know how to spell yarmulke? No. I'm, a, I'm as waspy as they come. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> let me do some super chats, though. Uh, Shadow of Colossus said, are you, guy, are you dressed as bike lock guy or fuck her guy? Who's fuck her guy? Bike, bike lock, bike lock bandit dude. That's why I'm the mic lock. Oh, and uh, Ooh, I wasn't who, yeah, I don't know who's. Who, I just know. Yeah, I don't know who the other guy is. I don't know who's who's describing. Send me on Twitter, but I'm supposed to be the bike lock know. guy. That's the... Josh D. Marshall said I fell asleep. What happened? Oh my god! I'm sorry. <laughs> we talk about like two serious things. Well, we didn't talk about uranium one last week. Everybody shit a brick. So yeah, I know this is this is the trade off. Is like is the well, you're not talking about uranium one, and then we do, and then oh, I fell asleep. Oh, it's so boring. It's like you you guys you couldn't guys. even stay awake for my epitome moment. <laughs> God, people are going to be relentless in the comments about this. Uh, Voltron Yarmulks and epitomes said, all around. Epitome is worse. At least Yamaka is, you know, something that, I don't know. I'm just trying to make myself Yeah, fine. Better. Throw me under the bus if you have to <laughs> to make yourself look good. I don't care. Okay. All right. Uh, Voltron 512. If Obama was involved and somehow prosecuted, could you imagine the type of riots that would happen across the nation? I don't oh, know God. if people are really that invested in Obama anymore. If they really, do you think that people would riot over that? If he got some kind of charge in like a campaign finance violation? Maybe. I guess people are writing about... I mean, it's not crazy. Like, if a campaign... I don't... This, this is just me speculating as a layman, of course. I don't know how a lot of this would work out. But remember, like, Dinesh D'Souza went to jail for a campaign finance violation. Right. So it's... If, if there is, in fact, a meaningful campaign finance violation here, it's not mm -hmm. inconceivable that something like that could happen. Yeah. As, as Cenk Uger says, He went to jail, this guy! He went to jail! <laughs> you gotta believe him? He went to jail! Go watch his debate with Dinesh. It's one of the worst pieces of crap you'll ever see. <laughs> he looked 
unbelievably stoic with Ben Shapiro compared to how he looked with Dinesh D'Souza. Oh, God. Um, okay, Taylor Bowman said, here is some of that five grand happy Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could share know, the meaning could... of that joke with I the audience, we but we could. can't. It is an inside joke, and I assure you that it's good. Thank you, Taylor. We're dicks. No good money-grabbing lowdown. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Taylor. Uh, J said, your show is the reason I don't get super drunk on Sunday, only regular drunk. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> All right. Happy to All hear right. it. Uh, Mr. Spock said, Star Trek Discovery is horrible. I endorse the Orville. I haven't watched it because, you know, I'm a Star Trek The Next Generation purist and I just don't want to watch anything else. So I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. I presume you haven't because you're nerdy in other ways. I don't watch that show, but I, I won't pretend that I'm not a nerd. Like, I'm not going to I'm not going to rip you for being a nerd for enjoying no, it. No, you're nerdy in other ways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John Mark said, the fact that there is evidence that the DNC colluded with Russia is more ironic than a grizzly bear mauling a PETA guy after he released him from a bear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I, uh, the next time I hear, like, some leftist talking head talking about Russian collusion from Trump, unless, I mean, maybe some major charges come out tomorrow. There's something that is a meaningful distinction. Just... Let me stop you right there. I don't want to hear any more Russian collusion bullshit. I know. I ever know. again. Ever again. Ever again. Uh, JM said, slingshot is greater than catapult. I don't know about that. I can't <laughs> launch any people off of a slingshot. Well, you get this, you'd have to like pinch them in the little slingshot launching thing. Dora know? the Exploiter is not. Dora the Fridge Explorer. Dora the Exploiter, I think. Why is it Exploiter? You know, she's exploiting Americans. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. I just but like Dora the Fridge Explorer. Explorer is pretty good too. Yeah. Um, then we have addicted to placebo said Hillary shaking in her boots this week. Not sure if it's the allegations or just the Parkinson's. Oh God. <laughs> Evil. <I love> it. <laughs> uh, Maddington said, I love your moldy locks costume blonde. Thank you. But your costume does la have a lack of armpit hair. Yep. But I haven't we, shaved my legs in a week. So we thought about, yeah, we, we, we did. It, we, I was going to like cut some wig hair off and like, I'm sorry guys. This wig is so hot and itchy. I just couldn't do any more stuff for this costume. <laughs> you made up for it with the nose ring. That's acceptable. I did, which is yeah. also really annoying. How do people do this? They like, uh, I don't, it's like touching my lip. It feels like there's a big booger. I don't, <laughs> I don't like this. Um, then Redicus said, I elect the wall jumper for the pole vault team. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Also, did you all see Immigrant Prisons documentary? Um, no, I haven't. I have not. Send to me, though, if, you, if there's a link, an online link. Um, that's not right. Said one Halloween, Matt and I made love while dressed as skeletons. He gave me the bone, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I wonder if this is a chick or a dude. This person Nobody always has a fun. new sexual situation Yeah. for Matt. Some very romantic. I wonder. Huh? That uh, could be a romantic Thank guy. you for that. That's not right. By the way, they gave us $6.66. <laughs> of course. El Chongo said, I'm actually close by where they are testing the wall. They're, they usually find tunnels around here. They better make sure those walls are deep underground. Yeah, so I wonder how yeah. far they'd have to dig or like what, that'd be interesting to see what the plan is for that sort of thing. I mean, I assume if you have yeah. a 30 foot tall wall, you need a sturdy foundation anyway. It's not like it's just sitting on the dirt. It would, would assume, be so much but... harder to do that though. Hmm. To dig other, than to. Otherwise, otherwise you could just push it over like a big domino or something. Yeah. Uh, Sam said, and this is the last one for right now, sweet costumes, but Matt needs to show off some shoulder too. Shout out to Blonde's visual cameo. <laughs> On BPS Alinsky video. Yeah, BPS um, featured me a little bit in his most recent video. I was very proud. Uh, also, I love this show. Moi. Thank well, you so thank much. Thank you. And we're good for right now. All right. Don't be, um, 
I don't know how much you caught up on this. So I don't know how much you know about this story. Don't be dissuaded because it is sports related. No, no, I did. It was interesting. This guy's okay. a big fat liar. Yes, because sports are really irrelevant other than they are this guy's <laughs> livelihood. Yeah. He is, um, as I said, his name is Bruce Maxwell. And like I said, I like baseball and I don't even know who he is. He's the backup catcher for the Oakland Athletics. And I swear to God, the first time I've ever heard his name is about him kneeling towards the end of the season. He was the only baseball player to kneel during the national anthem. Whatever, fine, kneel, whatever. I, just, I, I don't want to talk about that. But what's interesting is he, <laughs> this is a good segue to hoax hate, which we'll do after this. He, in a video released by TMZ, I'm not sure if he was speaking to TMZ or if TMZ just acquired the video. I'm not sure exactly who he's talking to in the video. He says that, hey, I went home to my hometown in Huntsville, Alabama, and I went to lunch with a city councilman friend of mine, and we were racially profiled by the waiter, and we were denied service by this waiter because he recognized me and said, hey, you're that guy who kneels. Well, I love Trump, and I'm not going to serve you. So this is, this is Bruce Maxwell's explanation of what happened to him. I got racially profiled in my hometown the day I got home. I wasn't even like home four hours. And I, got, uh, I got denied service at lunch with our city councilman, who's also an African-American guy I went to high school with, because the dude recognized me as a guy that took a knee, and he voted for Trump and was at that Trump rally in Huntsville, Alabama. And so he denied us service at lunch. They had to go get us another waiter to wait on our table in that same restaurant. Wow, so he refused to serve you because of what you... Yeah, and he was like, oh, yeah, you're that guy, huh? He goes, you're the guy... I was like, excuse me? He was like, yeah, you're the guy that took the knee? He goes, I voted for Trump. He goes, and I stand for everything he stands for. And I was like, oh, really? And our our councilman, you know, went and got their manager and had some words with him and, and took him off of our table and, and put us another person on our table. And that's where I'm from, man. But like really? I said, unless you're, like, really? subject to it, you won't understand and you won't feel it. But it's like I'm 26 years old. I'm, I'm very respectful. I'm very educated. And it still happens, like, to this day. That's the reason why I'm kneeling. Like, stuff like that. It's crazy to, like, talk about it. But it's it's real. It, it really is. It really is. Dude, that guy is, like, barely black. I wouldn't even be as scared if he approached me at night. Oh, jeez. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> You're going to get me in trouble. My God. Well, I'm calling bullshit on this. What are you trying to do to me? I'm trying to get the, the show kicked off of YouTube. Yeah, pretty much. If we weren't demonetized, oh my God. All right. Now that you've Nonsense. succeeded in almost knocking me out of my chair. <laughs> it's this, so if that sounds crazy, that's because at least there's another case on this. Uh, and the other case on this is from the waiter. Uh, the waiter says, that's not true. Uh, <laughs> surprise, surprise. Here's what actually happened, according to the waiter. Um, so he, said, he, he spoke with Fox News, did the waiter, and he says the entire confrontation that he had with this table, with this Bruce Maxwell, was actually because one of the guys, it was Bruce Maxwell and the city council member and another guy in the lunch party. And the other guy asked for a beer and the waiter carded him and the ID was expired. And the waiter says, I'm not giving you a beer because your ID is expired. Mm -hmm. Says the waiter, he, Bruce Maxwell, is outright lying. This is really upsetting as he was given full service. Uh, I didn't even know who Bruce Maxwell was. Fact check, that's true. Nobody knows who Bruce <laughs> Maxwell is, so we can confirm that's the truth. Uh, the, 
the waiter says that Maxwell was joined by this city councilman and another man. And of the three, only Maxwell could provide valid ID to get a drink. The waiter said he told the men he couldn't serve them without valid ID because he had a friend lose a job 15 years ago for serving an underage person. So his policy is if anyone looks under 30, I'm going to card them. The manager at the restaurant also backed the waiter's story. Um, the waiter came to me, says the manager, and told me that a guy wanted a beer, but his ID was not valid and told him he absolutely could not give it to him. We can go to jail in this state, uh, in the state of Alabama, says the manager. It was his friend causing all the fuss. None of us even knew who this baseball player was. I told him I had no idea who, uh, who he was going on about. Eventually, yeah. the waiter asked if he could be removed from the table. Uh, and so the manager did that. Uh, and the manager says really common policy that they won't serve you anything. Yeah. So (laughs) I joked, uh, you know, Maxwell would respond and substantiate his allegations. Uh, but he got a gun charge in Arizona. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not necessarily related, but it's just funny Saturday night. He apparently it's something with Bruce Maxwell and food servers. I, I I don't, I don't know what's going on here. He orders food to his home in Scottsdale and the allegation is that this food delivery woman comes to his house and he points a gun at her. Good Lord. No, not much further explanation than that. Maxwell I mean, why was, was there like news of an altercation or just that he pointed a gun at her? The, the call to the cops officers. So the call to the cops, or at least what it says here is officers went to Maxwell's home Saturday night after getting a call about a person with a gun. Maxwell was booked on charges of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and disorderly conduct. Huh. Okay. Huh. Now, that's not necessarily relevant to his spat with the waiter. But what I find about, interesting about this story with the waiter, even if his story is true, like if he went in there, first off, it's not racially, it's not racial profiling. Like the waiter, according to his story, said, hey, you're the guy who kneels for the national anthem and I don't like that. So screw right. you. Yeah. That's not racial profiling. That's saying that's political profiling. That's saying you have a stupid opinion and I don't like it. And again, even if this is true, what is the waiter doing? He's doing political protest at work, right. which is exactly what Bruce Maxwell is famous for now, for political protest at work. That's true. If he doesn't want to serve you because you don't want to stand for the national anthem, I think everyone's within their rights to do that personally. I don't have a problem with anybody in that arrangement. Let's, a- let's ask the real question. Why would you lie about this, young man? Why, Why? would Bruce lie? Yeah. Uh, for victim bucks, of course. Not for like actual money, but I just mean like victim credibility to perpetuate the narrative. Same reason Michael Bennett does. It's an yeah. anti-police, perpetuate the victimhood type, uh, type mentality. I don't or, know. I mean, it's so easily disprovable when these things happen. Also, he's committing crimes, like pretty bad crimes. Pointing a gun at some, I mean, geez. Ugh. He's been charged for that, right? Yeah, he got a... Um, Aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and disorderly conduct charges. I mean, these are serious charges. Yeah, that's really bad. Maybe this food delivery lady went up, knocked on his door. Hey, I know you. You're the guy that kneeled for the other. Shut up, bitch. And he points a gun (laughs) at her face. Apparently, that's what happened. Give me that food and get out of here. I I don't understand. Uh, I would like to see. There's got to be, obviously, more details in this case. Well, apparently, he dreams about being racially profiled. I mean, it's what he wants. I mean, uh, uh, it was interesting how he phrased a lot of it too. You might not see it 
And you might not experience it, but it's there. You just have to believe me. It's there. It's mystical and magical and it's everywhere, but you can't see it and you can't feel it. You just have to believe. It's like your imaginary friend. Oh, yikes. Hmm. All right. <laughs> you, uh, it's a good transition into hoax hate. Speaking of like trying to I know. perpetuate it. I'm just trying to gear up. I'm gearing up for surprise cringe. That's the real thing. Okay. Should we get through the hoax hate and then we'll take a break and then we can do surprise cringe? Sound like a plan? Oh, yeah. The, the, hoax hate is fun. So we talked about this before. What was the context in which we spoke about this previously? Basically, what's frustrating to me is even in the cases where we have hoax hate that is confirmed to be hoax, to be a hoax, at least. And here's what I mean by hoax. A swastika that is not done by a Nazi of the Aryan race. Let's put it that way. That's what I mean. Tell. That's what I mean by hoax. Yeah. When if that the is lines the situ- aren't straight and the same size, you can be pretty assured that it wasn't a Nazi. Yes. So w- even in cases where we know it's confirmed, it seems like people who acknowledge that it's confirmed still don't get to that. They don't make that final step. They say, well, why would he do this? <laughs> what? Uh, uh, was he an actual black Nazi? Did he actually <laughs> hate the Jews? I can't believe it. They don't no get. They don't make that extra step to say this is clearly to perpetuate a victim narrative. Yeah. It's clearly when to perpetuate it a political narrative. We talked about this. And there was the interview with the college girl. Was this last week or a few weeks that's, ago? That's the thing is they get they run together and there's a in this story too they interview students and one of the students says something very similar like and almost identical. And it's a different case. And it's a different <laughs> case. This is at Eastern Michigan. University. So here's oh the news story. Eastern Michigan University. This happened. The, the, the actual graffiti happened last year, 2016, and it's now being exposed. There were like massive marches and it was a big controversy. Um, oh, I forgot. I, I forgot. Should I play the sounder? Should we just move into it? Whatever you want. Uh, rules are rules. I'm going to drink a beer while this plays. Now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? Okay, here's what's going on at Eastern Michigan. A feeling of relief on the campus of Eastern Michigan University, knowing that after a year, someone who attempted to divide the student body with racist graffiti has been arrested. There was also a bit of surprise when they found out this man, 29-year-old Eddie Curlin, a former student here, has been charged with three counts of malicious destruction of property. Why do you have like such low self-esteem? Like, yeah, it's like looking down upon yourself. It's not. It was low self-esteem. That's why. He just oh really doesn't like himself. Get him to counseling so he can get a better self-image. <laughs> Come oh on. Anyway, there's there's more. I'm productive. You know, I don't think that it was anything positive behind his motives. The first episode of vandalism was discovered in September of 2016. KKK spray painted at King Hall. The second time happened here at Fort Hall. It was October of 2016 when they found the words leave n-word spray painted on the exterior wall what? a third instance of a racial slur found in a door and these are all the marches that happened like you these are massive marches apparently at eastern michigan bathroom it dramatically changed uh, people's interactions even walking down uh, the street walking across campus there have been some marches over here 
So yeah, it, it was a bad experience altogether. There were also talks of expelling some of the students who participated in the marches. Now, new students tell us the faculty makes a point to address the changes in a positive way. My like, first day when I started, all my professors said this is a positive, healthy environment for everyone to learn. Police tell us they put a lot into this investigation. Sixty people were interviewed. Great. A reward of $10,000 was offered. Oh my God. hours of video was reviewed and nearly 20 search warrants were executed. All all of which led them to Curlin, who's currently serving. Uh, I don't know. It's Eastern Michigan University. I don't know the actual city. Oh, man. Do you um, think that but, was campus police or like city police? Oh, I don't know. It's a good question. That is such a huge waste of reason. Somebody reviewed 1,200 hours of footage. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, the guy they caught, you'll hear here, already in jail. <laughs> and nearly 20 search warrants were executed, all of which led them to Curlin, who's currently serving a one to five year sentence for receiving stolen property. Here on the campus, <laughs> people are trying to move beyond the divisiveness. It's unfortunate, yeah, the circumstance, but I do see us all moving forward because it is a healthy learning environment. We live in oh a great God. diverse area. Oh in Ypsilanti, Dave Spencer, Fox 2 News. Ah. <sighs> At least they, um, that, the way they were explaining it got me kind of nervous because they almost went full St. Olaf. St. Olaf is a college in Minnesota that uh, had a similar hoax where there were racial flyers, just racial hatred flyers distributed around campus, and they were a hoax. I don't even remember and this. When was this? Because Saint, the reason I remember St. Olaf is because when it was revealed to be a hoax, they basically had the reaction of, well, good things came out of it anyway, so it's fine. Now, these students didn't quite... They were getting there, close. But he was Saint teetering. Olaf, yeah. Listen to some of the things is briefly from St. Olaf. And this is what I worry these kids are teetering on. They didn't go fully there, so I'm glad. But uh, from a story in the Star Tribune about St. Olaf. For some students, a fake threat doesn't change the reality of racism or the positive changes they've seen on campus since the protests. How in not? Well, let's, let's hear. Including a task force, the the university pledged to set up to address minority student concerns. Uh, said one student, uh, "quote It started something good." This Saint Olaf senior, who is black, said he hasn't uh, encountered the sort of racism uh, on campus that he's experienced in the outside world, but he appreciated the Saint Olaf community coming together, quote, in a positive way in the face of an apparent threat quote it shows that if there's a problem it's not a big problem he said quote it shows that there is a campus that stands together so oh puke <laughs> oh my god well, what ends out. justifies the means bullshit and yeah. saying that finding out that a crime doesn't change anything for you that's that's that changes the truth that you've based your moral decision on how does that not change things for you? Right. The, the, the reasoning is really hard to follow because it's like, well, it's good because we've fought a bunch of potential crimes. And the reason we have to worry about the potential crimes is because we faked them. So we've put a lot of effort into fighting them because they could happen, even though without this fake, it's not clear that they would happen, which raises the question of why are we spending resources to fight this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. I don't know. The Clap, clap to East Eastern Michigan for not going full St. Olaf, but they're close. Don't close. Yeah. <laughs> you need to you need to come out and say, look, it's done by a black guy trying to perpetuate the victim narrative. This is very clear. This is ridiculous. I can't believe we spent this much, this many resources, this much time, this much effort. It's a fake. No, a now hoax. they need a task force to deal with black Nazis. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, speaking of black Nazis, there's a transition for you. <laughs> 
it's it's a it's a black Nazi two for one week. <laughs> like after we had this, after we had this previously, there was a guy. The story that we saw earlier it was a different college. A guy, a black guy, spray painted a swastika on a garbage can at a different college. Was it like Maryland or something? I, I seriously remember. can't even remember. But but uh, they're they're all over. They're all over. Are these black Nazis? And we know this because, in part at least, remember uh, State Senator Scott Weiner? You might recall he's the guy that says it's no big deal to give people AIDS intentionally in California. <laughs> Sorry, HIV, not AIDS. H- well, I guess either or. But specifically HIV. He's the author of the bill that reduced the penalty for intentionally infecting a person Oof. with HIV from a felony to a misdemeanor. That's Scott Weiner, the unfortunately named... Scott, HIV's no big deal, wiener. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, this is uh, what, this is the 27th, so just a couple days ago. This is like Friday morning or Friday afternoon. Anyway, Scott Wiener says on Twitter this morning, commuters discovered this swastika at Glen Park BART station. If you're unfamiliar, BART is the public transit in the Bay Area, Bay Area rapid transit. It's the, you know, the train, the, 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 you know, the, the rail system carries people all over the Bay Area. Glen Park is one of the San Francisco stations, and there's this swastika on some sort of pillar there. He says, Nazism and anti-Semitism are alive and well. We have much work to do. Dun, da, da, da. <laughs> and then the, the BART police, the, the transit system police, <laughs> they put out a release. Hey, we looked at the tape, and we are seeking a vandalism suspect who drew offensive images on BART property. Now, to be fair... This image that you see on your screen is from the Embarcadero station, different station than the one Scott Wiener had tweeted, but it is also reported that this guy is suspected at several other stations. So it seems plausible to assume this is our suspect in the Wiener case. Cool (laughs) shirt, bro. Yeah, sweet Star Wars shirt. I do like it. Uh, and uh every time every time you know and again when these are verified hoaxes like on tape hoaxes we have this example of why why would they do this someone asks someone asks um the bart the bart twitter account why was he drawing swastikas awful and the bart twitter account we don't know but we do uh but what we do know is those sorts of images and offensive language are uh, outrageous and not welcome anywhere on bart at least they're not saying it's low self-esteem but they're still doing the routine of why, why is your self-esteem so low and i get it you know bart is a public agency they probably don't need to make political statements so i'm not going to rip bart too much mm-hmm. but it is frustrating just as an observer where it's like the answer is obvious. Yeah. Let's, let's stop pretending we don't know. Yeah. The answer yeah. is very obvious. But the mental gymnastics is hilarious every time. Yeah. We, um, Why would they do this? Yeah. We really need to get some counselors to these guys. Hey, chin up. You're really great. You got a lot of talent. You know that? You really <laughs> need to. places. You need to have a better opinion of yourself <laughs> so that you'll stop hating yourself so much that you'll draw swastikas on public property. Do you remember that one time that we found out that one of the hoax hate, hate crimes was true? Well, I've got my eye on it because it's the Dumfries Virginia Church where allegedly it was that like weird looking white guy. Oh, who the deliverance those... looking dude with whose yeah, eyes. Yeah, and the signs he put on the, the white yeah, and the guy, signs yeah. he put on the door were like 
third grade artwork. Yeah, yeah. Day of the rope is coming, and word like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So one of these has turned out to be probably true. That guy is suspected. I'm. I need to catch up on the story. I'm not aware if he even got charged. I don't know that I'm skeptical still. It, it, uh, no, he he was because he had a court date coming up in November. Mm. No, no, so I definitely need to we'll follow up happens. on that court I don't date. Know. Because I remember we reviewed that and I said that that was the least believable hoax hate. <laughs> you, you never know. That's kind of the fun of the bit. You never really know. But we'll see. We'll see what happens in the court. I'm telling you that something about that story is just weird. The, it's the third grade style of it. It's it's yeah. I don't. I I don't know. I it just, doesn't sit right. I don't like it. Yeah. It was like newspaper clippings, too. Oh. He just clipped out an image of the Confederate flag that was labeled Confederate flag. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot. That was that one. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. All I got left is the surprise cringe double feature. So let's knock it out and then we can do the super chat. Well, it's, it's, it's two and they're each about two minutes of video. So it's, it's fairly lengthy. Um, yeah, let's do it. Okay. So I can't really introduce let me look at my personal notes and make sure there's nothing i really need to introduce no i really don't we can hop right into it this is uh <laughs> so this first one this is from um our friends over this article from our friends over at the daily wire there's video to go with it here human ken doll wants to be barbie now check out that face i've seen anyway, him before oh you have seen him before i've uh, seen him on daily mail yeah oh well he had an interview so he the new thing is he wants to be barbie now that's the current news part of this story was he was uh part of the the context is an interview he did on a british morning show earlier in the year i don't know if you've seen the interview but he explains kind of his outlook and why he does what he does pretty good stuff and i've had to had to reverse both of these surprise cringes for copyright reasons so if the mirrored image annoys you that's youtube's fault take it up with them one of the things they've called you, um, Rodrigo, you got this term, uh, the, the real-life Ken doll, as in Ken and Barbie. Yes. How have oh. you reacted to that? Well, three years ago, I was given this nickname. And I've just had been having fun with it. It was never my intention to look like the Ken doll or a doll, but apparently I look like a doll. I don't know what you guys at home think. I personally don't yes. think that I look like a doll. I just want I to <laughs> uh, perfect myself and be the best person physically. Uh, with the help of plastic surgery. If you can't breathe, it's sound, I can hear that. It sounds like you've got a cold. But if you can't breathe, why do you keep having operations on your nose? Uh, to repair. Okay. To repair. I have had uh, eight nose jobs. And it's just a, like a domino effect. Now I can't breathe. I have to do another surgery in order to repair my breathing. What have you done? You've had something uh, a couple of weeks ago. I had a facelift. A facelift. So oh I had a full God. facelift and I'm still recovering. Right now I'm very swollen. <gasps> my face is very swollen right now. It's bruised. I have lots of makeup to cover the bruises. Yeah. But I had an eye lift, neck lift and a full facelift. But Rodrigo, why? Why? You're a young man. You don't need a facelift. Why do you keep on doing this? Well, you know when you need some work done and look yourself in the mirror? Mm. Most of us, we try to change ourselves somehow. Yes. Uh, but I just took to a different level. level. But the lad who was born in Brazil, who started out, who moved right. over to, to London when he was 20 years of age. You check out who, these before. Who is, who is oh, the guy in the so mirror? Sad. Do you recognize him? Do you like he was handsome. Uh, yeah, he, he was a decently looking guy. Uh, a decently yeah. looking person. Uh, kind of a weird nose, I guess. Today, ah. my soul matched to my body. Yes. I will always say that I was born in the wrong body. 
Yes. So I was very unhappy. I was very depressed being like that. I was very much bullied because I had boobs. I had. Uh, <laughs> I was very fat. I have a hormonal dysfunction going to the gym. My body does not change. Are it. you addicted now, do you think? Uh, no, that you can't stop. addicted to plastic surgery. There's no such a thing. I... No such thing. I'm as... looking at it, bro. <laughs> no such thing. I had boobs. The way that he says it, it cracks me up. I was bullied all the time. I had boobs. This is so sad, God. Yeah. This poor guy. Don't encourage him to do what? Wait, 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 wait. Have we have we cracked the the sympathy barrier here? Yeah, you actually. Dude. Yeah, this guy has displaying? turned himself into a total freak because he has crazy body dysmorphia. This is like reads like gender dysphoria to me. Well, yeah, I mean, he is. Um, this is a mental illness. I mean, look he's, at He's him. going to Barbie. That's. I'll give you the details on Barbie after we're almost done with this, this interview. This is here. sad. But You're violating the rules what of surprise cringe. What encourage better than what? what are you talking about? What are the rules? Don't make me lose faith in humanity. That's, That's the basis of surprise <laughs> cringe. What are you talking about? All right, all right. Better than self uh, by going to the gym and also studying yeah. and uh, to be the best they possibly. Well, okay. Rodrigo, lovely talking to you, and I hope uh, whatever your ultimate destination and dream is, you get there, my friend. Thank you very Thank much. You, Thank you, Rodrigo. Very Good much. To see you. <laughs> so, uh, a little bit on our pal Rodrigo. Rodrigo Alves is a 34-year-old Londoner of Brazilian origin. He has spent half a million dollars on nose jobs silicone, chest implants. He has sweet eight-pack abs, I guess, and more. Uh, now he has decided he wants to go undergo his 59th surgery to be seen as a woman. This will start with $25,000 to feminize his hairline. He plans to have a sex change to become Barbie, though apparently he doesn't plan to do the sex change until he is in his 50s. He's 34 now. Oh my God. Fun fact. On September 21st, he was held at the Dubai airport for three hours because, as you can imagine, his face no longer matches his passport. But he totally understood why they held him there. It's like, yeah, I don't look like that. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, you might wonder, how does he do this? Well, he is the heir to several properties in Puerto Banus, Puerto Banus, uh, I don't know, uh, in Spain. He has apparently very valuable properties in Spain, and he used to be... Uh, or used to work as a flight attendant. <sighs> Poor guy. You I mean, actually, I can't believe it. Yeah, I mean, I sometimes I'm really sympathetic to transgender people too. I mean, most of the time, you know, I, I just want to make fun of it and laugh at the absurdity of it all and th this too. But like, this is somebody that has destroyed themselves physically because they have a mental illness and society used to tell people like, you're crazy. And now they're like, you should celebrate this mental illness that you have. And so he's just going to continue doing this because nobody's like, uh, yeah, bro, you need to yeah. see a therapist. One question I have, I would assume, but I don't know for a fact, that he has the same doctor who just keeps chopping away. I bet or he has it... a few doctors. It's probably like getting prescription pills, like to get the maximum number of prescription pills, you have to go to a bunch of different places. Even if you... To some extent, I think you have to support an individual's right to modify his or her own body as he or she chooses. But I think there is definitely a question of when you as a physician or whatever their title is, have a moral obligation to say, okay, kind of no like more. if you're the bartender, you have a cutoff point you're for the person who's drunk. like yeah. face down on your bar. <laughs> this guy, I, I do feel sort of bad when I hear him say like, I, I don't know why. Do you guys think I look like a doll? I don't. Yeah, dude, 100%. Yeah. You look straight off the shelf at Target. Yeah. 
mean, you could stand still and I'd think you're a mannequin because your features are so cartoonish. Now, apparently his face was sort of swollen because he just had some more facial nope, surgery. He's, he's insane looking. I mean, yeah. yeah. But I, I did know of this character before this surprise okay. cringe. So let's hope the next one's a real surprise gag. It, it might be. And it's honestly poorly timed because um, it's that time in the show. So I'll just hop right into it. But it's going to be, it's going to, it's going to make me have to pee. My name is Castles. Uh, I'm a visual artist. I've been doing this particular piece no. since no. Um, February 23rd wait, wait, wait. No. this year. Have, have you seen this? Have you seen it? Okay, so you haven't seen it. Okay. This is from our friends at Vice News. This is an HBO production. Because it is the date that uh, he who shall not be named rescinded uh, an Obama-era order that allowed trans teenagers to piss in their bathroom of choice. I have been filling about four liters a day. My wife very reasonably put a limit on the amount of fridges I could keep at the apartment. And so what we're doing today is going around LA and picking up all of the urine that I've stored in my friends' houses and then send them off to New York City um, to be turned into a sculpture. This is like the very, the very first bottle. These are dark, yeah. Not too bad though. Hi, Amelia. Hello, it's on the move. It's on the move. What am I looking at? Okay, hold on. Like a... <laughs> you're looking at Lloyd Christmas after he hit the gym. That's what oh you're looking god, at. Oh my god, he does look like Lloyd Christmas <laughs> after he hit the gym. Yeah, but this is a chick that's transitioned to being a man. Explain yes. her arm situation to me, though. She works out, man. But there's some Poor kind woman. of hormone thing. Uh, right? she. I, I saw something where she explained... I think Does she, she have just a penis? Opted. Is the real million? No, because question. we do get to. She pees as part of her bit, so Jesus. she squats. She squats to pee. She doesn't. She doesn't. Uh, she doesn't pee like a man. That much I can confirm. Can you pee like a man after a sex change operation? You know, this is the second time that we've yeah, actually gone question. into the nitty gritty of, of sex change anatomy. All right, let's. Just... Yeah. Do you stand to pee convincingly after you have an artificial phallus attached to you? I don't know. What is this world, Skag? I don't know. Well, it gets crazier. This is—it's you know, there's more possibility of having like a a disgusting black cube, but that's kind of cool as well. Uh, you're not really supposed to ship urine, so we have. Oh my god! Kind of kept it on the DL. What kind of liquid is it? It's just like clear liquid with some vitamins and a little bit of protein in it. Perfect to drink. Uh, yeah, you could drink it. You could. Urine has never been preserved for this long. Um, as far as I know, ever. And so, you know, working with a biochemist, uh, proteins could unravel, bacteria can grow. It's been really crazy and a lot what? crazier than I had anticipated. And so to see this tank finally manifest is a tremendous relief. My dream, if there's any rich collectors out there, would be for them to purchase this cube and place it in front of Trump Towers or install That's it, it as a just new a cube? fountain adjacent to the White House property, well, perhaps. Is it a success? Depends. So what she did, it, uh, if I if there's a still frame here, she put it in this cube, and then she played. No, no. she played like test uh, oral arguments from the 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 court case that was deciding this. You and are then, fucking with me right now. Are you and serious? She, and then she stood up on this stage and peed in a bottle while people observed it. And then she talks about how she hopes some rich person. I don't know if you heard her. Did she? She yeah, said, yeah. "Yeah, I hope a rich person." puts this at Trump Tower in New York City or puts makes a fountain outside of the White House with it because this is modern art. Does uh, it just smell like pee in there? I don't know. And I why assume? is her pee that color? Because it's from February, some of it. Oh, God. 
So she explains, is this a success or not? Or she asks, is this a success or not? Is it a success? Depends how you evaluate success. I feel like I've done my personal best. If it resonates, if it communicates, and if it moves people, that's the real success. Huh. Well, what do you think? Was it a success or not? What am I supposed to do with that skank? <laughs> here's, some, here's some more details. The sculpture, as she calls it, is named Pissed. That's the title of the uh, exhibit. Oh, my God. And it was on display until yesterday in New York City, Saturday the 28th. Uh, as I said, on the, at the event, she was on a stage peeing in a bottle before the audience. It's also key to understand what she's actually protesting. So she says, on February 23rd, Trump rescinded the Obama-era regulation or whatever that said uh, trans trans youth could pee in the bathroom of their choice. So I've been peeing every day as a protest measure. So this is what actually happened. You'll recall back in February, all Trump did was revoke or rescind Obama guidance to public schools that said trans students should be able to use the bathroom of their choice. Were schools not to comply at the time, the threat was schools would have federal funding withheld. So all Trump did, all the Trump administration did was punt that question back to states and back to localities so that your school board can decide what its policy is going to be in the school where your children uh, uh, attend. To, to people that find that to be so atrocious, I don't understand why you would protest you being in charge of policies that are made at your school. I get it. They kind of, they, they would say, well, rights, you know, rights shouldn't be up for a democratic referendum. I'm sympathetic to that argument, but I don't necessarily agree that peeing wherever you want is a right. Like I, I don't, I also don't, I just don't care who pees where, but I'm not convinced that you have a right to the bathroom of your choosing. It doesn't mean that I'm, like in Montana right now, they're trying to they're trying to pass a bathroom bill that says you must use the bathroom of your birth that's you know your birth your birth sex on your birth certificate. I just maybe that'll change when I have a young daughter. Like talk to me in ten years when I have a young daughter, and I guess I'm yeah. you know all in favor of this sort of thing. I just don't care. You did it, Skag. I I went off this planet. I went out. <laughs> I went out. It's. <laughs> That was we, more disgusting than the period thing. We we often marvel that these uh, these things, the period blood painting, now the the piss cube, not only are they done, but there's serious money behind them. This is an HBO crew going out to do an HBO production of some crazy jacked Lloyd Christmas looking person who has been saving her pee in her friend's refrigerators since February. Yeah, it's really bizarre. And I know I've said this like a million times on the show, but this is late stage civilization shit right there. Like <laughs> 10 things about this chick show us that society is dead. First of all, the art thing, this is like derivative Duchamp shit. Everybody's done like the scat art and the piss art. It's, you know, it's totally derivative. It's done decades ago and then this weird gender dysphoria that she has where she like has like a weird dude haircut and she's all jacked this whole thing is disturbing confusing and makes me one off of this ride I, it's I don't so know. much more counterproductive than just if you want to make the case about the bathroom stuff just make me a good argument don't do this piss art stuff because at the end of the day i look at stuff like this and i look at trump and i think yeah you know uh, I'm not the biggest Trump guy in the world, but hey, this Trump stuff I can deal with. This, this, I this is plainly I unacceptable. This, this yeah. kind of stuff, you know, it makes me 
it makes me want to plan a purge. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I'm like, these people need to be out of our society. Yeah. This is too degenerate. If it's any, uh, if it's any consolation for you, it is heavily disliked. I don't have the ratings handy. Well, I, I could actually, I could, uh, do I, I don't know if I have the links before me. Um, YouTube or yeah, yeah. YouTube trans artist P vice news. I'll, I'll tell you the ratings on it. The ratings currently are 537 up 8,505 <laughs> down comments disabled. So oh, there it is. Wow. Take solace that's in disgusting. that. That is just disgusting. That that makes me ashamed, like ashamed for my culture and my people. <laughs> all right, that's that's all I got. That you made. You're it a monster. <laughs> well, a lot of people sent me that. This uh, sent me that one this week, and I thought, yeah, you know, the the bar for cringe is high, but um, but that passes. Oh God, I guess we'll do some. Are we going to get through all the bodily fluids? That's the question. We've knocked a good chunk of them out. Which ones are coming next? Please, no poo stuff. Please. <laughs> I can't handle it. I can't. There was a, for a second there, I was like, like, I, like I'm going to bar, like, this is, I'm having a visceral reaction to how disgusting this is. The period blood one gave me more of that reaction because <sighs> the, the part where they're like, oh, it's chunky. Oh! Look at the chunks of the texture. Yeah, that was, but think about, okay. The last thing I wanted to say too, not only is she a crazy person, but there are isolated crazy people. She has friends who not only didn't tell her this shit is crazy they also agreed oh yeah i got spare refrigerator space yeah, doesn't she live in la yeah oh yeah just just bring your pee bottles over oh yeah that's fine yeah bro that's what los angeles is all nine about. months yeah that's fine i can store pee in my fridge for nine that's fine <laughs> that's cool i let my transgender and, friend and, store a bunch of pee in my fridge for an art installation and, and, and think what she says my wife very reasonably put a limit on the amount of refrigerators that we could keep around here so your wife said hey i'm fine if you want to pee and fill a giant cube of pee if you want to save all your pee just don't save it here that that's my only request just don't save it here it's fine if you save it and then transport it across the country Oh, I'm somebody fine with just that. said from somebody called first name just said, bring on the menstrual cube and all of its chunky glory. Oh, God. <laughs> Thanks for the donation, by the way. Yeah, thank you. Oh God, you guys. Where's the intervention? Where's the intervention from the friends and family? That's all I'm asking for. Where's the intervention so that you stop doing this stuff to me? How about <laughs> that? The surprise Never. cringe intervention. You see you secretly enjoy it. Oh God. Uh, all right. <laughs> let's let's go through these super chats. I gotta right. get this wig off. It's driving all right. me crazy. I agree, because I gotta pee bad, especially after that. But I'm not going to save it. I am flushing immediately. God, you're just disgusting. <laughs> Wild Warlock said, am I watching Jeff Holiday interviewing Bike Clock Guy? Did I already say that? Yeah. That's what you watch. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Uh, John Mark said, Chinese not only have a wall, they have a great wall. And how many Mexicans do you see in Ping Pong City eating cats and burning rice? That's what I thought. Jesus Christ, you guys. Super racist. <laughs> Micah Dale said, hey, Matt, since you never saw my tweet, I'll try to get the message out here. Her name is Fupacabra. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, re I remember Fupacabra. That's that's a good one. There, I mean, there are plenty of good uh, there are plenty of good choices here. I think the bummer is we haven't settled on one, but, you know, whatever. We can just we can go with several. We all know who you're talking about. Fupacabra is a good one, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, CRM Sanders says, true story, if you stare in the mirror at midnight and say Hillary Rodham Clinton three times, you'll commit suicide within the week. God. <laughs> you guys are no, crazy. you'll have a mysterious, you'll have a, well, yeah. 
you you will commit suicide, but the circumstances yeah. will be very mysterious and never. Fully yeah, understood. like you'll get shot in the head, and people will say it's a robbery, but your five thousand dollar watch will still be on your wrist, like that. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Uh, Joel Dykeman said the catcher's biggest issue with his fake allegations is that they were too specific. It needs to be both emotionally manipulative and vague to work. Oh yeah, he's talking about baseball guy. Uh. Yep. Yeah. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, Daniel M. Metz. Daniel, Danielle M. Metz. Sorry, guys. Uh, happy Halloween. I'm sure this has come up before, but what does the L in ML Christensen stand for? Love as always, Danielle Maria. Lee. Yes. Matthew Lee. Oh, really? Yep. Huh. Learned something new today. Yep. Thank you very much for that, Danielle. Redicus said he is almost Sean King Black. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Brian Gaston, a big donation. Thank you very much. Do either of you have Halloween traditions or movies you like to watch? I'm going to read what happened in my poorly lit house at night. Also, Blonde, that hideous wig doesn't effectively diminish your beauty. Thank you oh. very much. But what about the nose ring? Hmm? Yeah? No one likes that. Yeah. The ugliest I of mean, all the piercings. Yeah. If I were to meet a girl on a first date, and even if I, I liked her personality and she, I liked everything about her, but she had the septum ring. I'm out. It, yeah, it's, it's a tough obstacle. No way. Uh, to um, the question on Halloween traditions, though. No, all I do is, as I've mentioned, all I do is just get enraged by having to get up every five seconds to go answer the door and all the, the poor manners of the children around this neighborhood who just grab handfuls of candy instead of being polite and just taking one. You should just sit out there with your gun. <laughs> that'd be hilarious i'm not old do. enough yet but in future years when i'm full <laughs> yeah. clint eastwood yeah i said take one <laughs> <laughs> um and i actually don't really have any halloween traditions i don't know every year that i get older events like this are just less and less important i don't know what to say <laughs> i'm really depressing um david howard said it's racial profiling because people of color allegedly can't afford identification hashtag voter id yeah why didn't they ah. have up-to-date identification um Arky00 said, just got here for the goddamn, just got here, and goddamn the Halloween costumes are incredible. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Thank you. We thought this, about it a lot. This bike lock will never be used again because I don't ride a bike because I'm not a goddamn commie. <laughs> but it'll sit in the garage for maybe my future son will ride a bike and he'll use this one day and I'll explain to him the story of why I have this bike lock. <laughs> years and years from now. Chicago conservative said, this is for blonde, savage, and hilarious racist comment. Was it really that racist? Let me put it this way. I have a feeling there are some people who are going to come after me asking me to condemn. How about that? I don't know why anybody ever comes after you. It's like you're not responsible for the things that come out of my mouth. Well, I guess I don't know. I guess I'm supposed to stand here and give you a moral lecture. I don't know. I don't know. But when I was formulating that joke, I was thinking this is pretty tame. I've heard variations of that joke before. Let's put it that way. Uh, thank you for that, Chicago conservative. Uh, Nolan Carpenter said, if you guys want to be truly scared, you two should go trick-or-treating as border walls and see how long you survive. <laughs> We'd probably be fine in Montana, but we would get killed in Seattle. Oh, yeah. Uh, your plane friend said, love you both. Thanks for the show. Thank you very much. Thank we you. appreciate that. Uh, JV Dude 9061 said, love you, Matt, but Miller is greater than Coors. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> That's all uh, I can say. Chicago conservative again. How much do we have to crowdfund Matt to get him to wear a fishnet shirt? <laughs> Which, I mean, we last year, if you didn't see, if you're new to the show, obviously our audience is larger now than it was last year. We went as each other last year. We did. It was disgusting. It was kind of, I mean, it was kind of fun, but like. Did you I'm feel not a gonna, little sexy? 
I'm not going to do drag two years in a row. That, I, no. I just can't do that. So maybe I'll do it again some year, but not definitely not this year. Um, Josh Hahn said, East Michigan University is just west of Dearborn, Michigan. Oh. Ah. So they've got to have better things to do. Isn't Dearborn filled with Muslims? Correct. Yeah. Dearborn they've got to have, they've got to have better things to do than to be spending all these police resources, you know, watching 1200 hours of footage and following up on a hate crime. That's clearly fake. Like what? Yeah but, but, yeah, but you're missing the point. All the good things that came out of the fake hate crimes, all the productive <laughs> conversations about inclusivity. <laughs> that's what matters. Yeah. Yeah. Super yeah. Nice. Um, Brian Gaston said, also, Matt, your Antifa Unabomber costume makes you look like a serious pussy mission accomplished. <laughs> well, yeah, that was exactly. That was the goal. Thank uh, you. Dangerous <laughs> spaces. That's a compliment. <laughs> yeah, really. That means he's got it right. Yeah. Yeah. Dangerous Excellent. spaces said, thank God they have a task force to take care of all of those things that never happened. I bet if they read The Boy Who Cried Wolf, they would miss the point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, it'd be, um, you know, productive preparation that would come out for a future wolf that may come. <laughs> That's that's the narrative. That's that's the moral of the story. Boy, you cried wolf. Lori Randolph said, "I love Bart from 1975." Uh, I don't know. I'm sure the I've cushions ever... haven't changed. I haven't taken I, a. I, I, I frequented Bart when I um, lived in the Bay Area for two years. Uh, yes, they are the the at least in my time there. Maybe they've had a cushion upgrade, but I definitely wanted to uh, wear like a, a biohazard suit just to sit on the seats on Bart because it seems like they were caked with decades of hobo excrement oh. uh, never cleaned you know you it's yeah. it's the kind of seats where you sit on and you look at all the stains it's like camouflage of stains and you think i wonder what if, if every one of these uh stains here could tell a story i wonder what they'd say yeah or which bodily fluid is you know in here like i used to see yeah. like pools of blood sometimes on the subway in new york city things like that yeah. like oh this is really it's kind insane. of um I get it. There's a comfort factor. You want padded fabric seats. No, but at the end of the day, that that's that's the trade-off. I don't. I would sacrifice all the padding for a hard plastic surface that is easily cleanable. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mosen Roth said, "Matt, you need a black Nazi intro for these." <laughs> <laughs> maybe there'll be more to come we don't know yeah. uh joel dykeman said tired of all these black people appropriating nazi imagery for their graffiti <laughs> like yeah it. that's very insensitive <laughs> the alt-right should be really pissed about this yeah uh daryl odell said where do black nazis rank on the progressive stack hmm. that's a good question, that a good question. <laughs> are they do they oppress non do they oppress black non-nazis or are they oppressed by black non-nazis i don't know can I take my wig off? This is it's up to you. I don't, I'm not your boss. Oh, oh, thank God. Um, <laughs> Josh D. Marshall said, wait, that's his real face. Yeah. I mean, he, you can tell kind of that it's still him. Sort of. I mean, he already had those kind of like puffy cheekbones and like puffy yeah. nose. Yeah. 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 Um, Mr. Ribby 88 said, Ken that now wants to be Barbie just proves further. We live in a clown world. Yeah. It's really wild. Isn't yeah. It? Um, Ministry of Wrong Things said definition of soy boy. <laughs> That's funny. Wait, is that me or is that Ken guy? No, the Ken guy. Oh, well, no, whatever. Say that about you. Well, today they can. It's, it's rip. Every day is rip me free day, but today especially. <laughs> um, Elmer Fudd said, "Gotta say, damn dreads be looking hot." Oh, sorry. <laughs> I just had to get that disgusting mess off of my head. How could she yeah. live like that? I don't Never know. washing your hair, the whole thing, fucking gross. I don't know. 
Um, dangerous spaces. And even the white supremacists are progressive these days. Look how many black people are joining up. Also, what the hell is wow. a feminine hairline? Yeah, I think it's probably like a widow's peak like this. Yeah, I don't know. Or I mean, I don't know. He probably had a receding hairline already. But you could see like he already had like his hair was already like very artificial or stylized like as that, was yeah. like it, it wasn't. I don't know. It looked like it had a lot of work done on it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> El Chango said, holy crap, that's a lot of piss. Now I know where Antifa refills those piss bottles. They throw, they throw <laughs> people. Great show. That's for, that probably is the future for that exhibit is they'll just all go in there before every yeah. protest with their bottle and they'll you know scoop up a little bit and chuck it at the cops. Yikes. That's, that's good recycling. I like to see good recycling. It's very environmentally responsible. Oh, God. Um, Joshy Marshall said, I don't want to live on this planet anymore. <laughs> I hear you, bro. Skag's constantly testing my desire to be alive. Like constantly hey our audience knows what to look for i mean i, I, I that's between, what it is i'm creating a situation where i'm getting the kind of cringe oh yeah that makes me lose faith in humanity the, the urine exhibit and the eastern washington black black eye swastika kkk graffiti i bet i had 30 people link me each of those probably <laughs> Are you and every one of them i said correct <laughs> oh boy <laughs> Um, Dottoman said, it's getting hard for me to defend modern art. Yeah, you shouldn't because modern art's garbage. Um, Ministry of Wrong Think, I swear to Daddy Trump, I was taking a fucking swig of apple juice when you started this video. Oh, ooh. I don't even know which video ooh. that is. It could have been several bad No, videos. it's the P video. It's the P video. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I, I made my own, um, hard cider two or three years ago. Like there's an, it's an orchard around here. They sell you kits. You, you, you know, you, you get the apples, you make the kits, you let, you let it ferment in the garage. I let, I made mine at Halloween and let it ferment until Christmas. Problem was when I poured it out, it looked like that urine exhibit. So I had to put raspberries in it to kind of give it a pinker color. It tasted fine. It just looked like that urine cube. Oh man. I shouldn't have taken off my wig because now I just look like a slut. <laughs> you don't think there were going to be screenshots anyway? I know. Somebody in the live chat just said, Blonde looks like she'd do anything but kiss you on the mouth. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. It's, 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 oh, scroll. <laughs> one day we'll have a producer. We'll have a producer someday. One day, one day. RK00 yeah. um, said, This is liberalism boiled down to its purest form. Kind of, yeah. Good, good job. Um, let's see. We only have a few more. I'll stop boring you guys after that. Josh D. Marshall, liberalism, not even once. I know, right? Um, Brian Gaston, who's been very generous tonight. Thank, thank you. you thank you so much. Do you remember the Go Girl urination device for women to pee like men? If they can do that, then trans men can pee like normal men. Also, thanks for grossing me out with that segment. What? No, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't think I've seen this. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. I hope it was for like army broads. Oh. While you're reading, I'll, I'll Google. Uh, Space Whale said, okay, that's enough art for the rest of time. <laughs> yeah, Go Girl P tool. Oh, Interesting. God. No more P stuff, guys. Yeah, it's basically a little thing that you like, you know, fasten to your crotch and then it, it's like a funnel that extends from your crotch so you can pee while standing up. What a show. What a yeah. Show. Uh, Yamaka. Uh, Redicus said, is this sufficient evidence to institutionalize her in the crazy house? I mean, I'm no professional, but I think yes. I mean, if that if that if that person lived anywhere near me, I would tell my children never to go near. Never go near, that? yeah. That's yeah. kind of my layman definition of crazy. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, then let's see. We, we actually have a few that just came in. Uh, Stan said, "Really pushing blonde's dedication to the moldy character. The rage is showing under the wig. Moldy would approve <laughs> of this art. Getting character. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't. I'm just a human. 
I'm sorry, Stan. Dangerous yeah. Spaces said, when you're employing scientific help to preserve your urine, you need to question what you're doing with your life. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> first name, bring on the menstrual cube. Oh, I already said that one. I'm not going to say it again because it was gross <laughs> the first time. Yeah. And the beggar hero said, aren't these the same people that are hashtag love wins and hashtag love not hate? Should we just ask them what is hate to them? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, that's uh, the inherent subjectivity of that is, is the problem for all of these types of, I don't know, whenever people talk about hate, you never really know what they mean. Yep. As far as I can tell, it's just criticism or jokes or <sighs> disapproval generally. <laughs> that's uh, hate. And then the last one for the night is from Gabriel Lopez. And he said, Matthew Lee didn't know you were a racist. You guys had some good. Oh yeah. Super chat comments. I today. forgot. Yeah. I'm, I'm named after uh, Robert E. I am uh, I am racist, just like Robert Lee, the ESPN announcer guy who couldn't do the Virginia game. All <laughs> just right, in any... time for my sister to pan Stranger Things too, which I kind of liked. Yeah, I, maybe I'll watch some more of it tonight. I got through the first three episodes on Friday night, and uh, I've got to say I enjoyed it. I thought it was going to be kind of recycled ideas, and I was worried it would just be a rehash, but it seems like there's original good stuff in there. Although, as I was complaining to you, only complaint, and this isn't really a spoiler alert, when I turned on the first episode and it was still a rehash of more Nancy and Steve bullshit, <laughs> I was starting to get real pissed. Any but more Steve's Nancy got and such great hair. Any more Nancy and Steve, and I'm going to stop watching this. <laughs> I can't. It, it, it's the a lot of Nancy of, and Steve. Yeah, just stop. I don't need. I don't care. I don't need to see their stupid. No, I don't care about Nancy and Steve romance. It's the worst part of the show. We're good. All right, let's get the hell out of here. Yeah. So, uh, thanks as always uh, to our super chatters supporting the show, helping us get good internet that didn't fail. Thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> and the rest of our live chatters, reminding us of how to pronounce things like yamaka, which we would never be able to do on our own. Uh, if you are listening later on YouTube on demand or you're on an audio platform on demand, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. Remember, there is more material, including the call-in show, the weekly call-in show. You can listen back to that on the audio platform, so check those out. Wherever you find your audio podcasts, you can find us, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Very nice. Uh, all linked in the description for you. You can always email us. That's beautyinthebeta at gmail.com. We will be back next Sunday. If it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd. It's not Meet the Press. It's Beauty and the Beta. Everybody have a safe and responsible Halloween. As the Rover Time podcast said before we went live, just make sure to be as offensive as possible. <laughs> Appreciate okay. it. Thanks, guys.